T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Merang and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws and monkey sounds in there and call it good. The old like, Danny Merang pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon! <laughs> we are coming to you live from the brand new 1080 The Fan Studios in downtown Portland. I'm not going to lie, dude. Uh, 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 sitting in here when we were prepping, getting ready, yeah. we're, 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 we're you know, popping the proverbial cherry on the old studio. We do sure are. <laughs> sure that's why corporate wants That's exactly what's a word, exactly. <laughs> but beyond that, like, it... It felt good to just do that now. Right now. Yeah. Like, like, be back in the studio after being in a broom closet for a couple months. We were literally working in our sales manager, Ryan Cooley's office, for the last two months, two and a half months. Yeah. Uh, well, since the start of football season. Yeah. We've come a long way. Think of where where we've come since it. The Oregon Ducks were done, dead in the water. Dan Lanning was a it was a wrong was a hire. Bad coach. Bo Nix was the wrong guy. Ty yep. Thompson was the quarterback of the Oregon Ducks. The Trailblazers were screwed. Yeah, the Beavers were going to be Pac-12 champs. <laughs> and now, look at how far the world has come since then. And now we're finally in the new studios, and Cooley can finally have his office back. Well, I mean, the, uh, that's the most important thing, clearly, with Cooley getting that's his, right. his office back. The business has to be done. I will say this. The the one thing, I know there's I mean, a billion things. We have monitors everywhere. We have TVs everywhere. But, my God, the ability to turn my own mic on and off again. Oh, no longer is my life in, in your life's In the hands of Jeff, in, Jeff, in Rust. Jeff Rust. Which we cannot see, so we don't even know if he's in there or not. Oh, you better believe it's still in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think your mic's off? No, it's not. I still have the levels over here. <laughs> well, that's a different thing than me. Uh, if I drop the F-bomb on the air, it'll be at my own fault and, and no longer yours. How about that now? If, okay, I, yeah. if, I, if I get fired, it will be on my own. Will and not yours, okay? Okay, you got your own dump button then? <laughs> no. no, no, no. But I can, I can turn it on and off. There we there go. go. I need, I need that dump button in here. Dang. I'm looking at engineering over there. I'm not making any requests, actually. No, you guys have, uh, you guys have been beaten down far too much <laughs> building this studio. Engineering, <laughs> it uh, is tremendous. Big, big round of applause hey. for you guys. You go. We, we, we know. We that. were literally scrambling until we went live. 
Well, yeah, because this this is a lot. Like, this I've, is the world we live in. Yeah, no, I posted a couple pictures on the account over the last couple of days. We had a walkthrough video we threw up on IG. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tremendous in here. So uh, let's go back to June here real quick. When I started, uh, I was in what was left of the Bancroft studio. Yeah, we already started ripping that place that down. That place was literally being torn down while I was there. We had a panel fall when I was there. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Then we we raised the banner for the Summer League Championship. And That's the, right. The other one fell. That's right. That was kind of a sign of things to come in that place. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of things wrong. I mean, you yeah. you missed the snakes and I did. I just else. missed the snakes. That yeah. was it was very close. There's holes in the roof. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a good situation, but it was on the water. Great view. Great view. <laughs> I will tell you this. Uh while we are close to the water here, our view is more of uh homeless encampments than yeah. uh the water, but at the same time, this studio tremendous. We have brand new well, Everything. I've been watching all the political ads because that's what TV is now. Oh, my God. Uh, apparently, all that's going to disappear in a week. We've, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what I, That's what the television's okay. been telling me cool. and everybody, everybody's ad. Everything's going to be fine in a week? Yeah. In a week, oh, okay. everything's going to be fixed according cool. to the ads and, until cool, it's cool, not cool, going to cool, be cool. fixed. So I, I don't know. I don't know which one to believe, but uh, they all tell me it's all going to be fixed. And then it's not going to be fixed. Yeah, exactly, a day, a day later. Perfect. What's really interesting about this is not only do we have these brand new mics and you know, these monitors mm-hmm. and the ability to control everything, these little fancy boom arms and plugging yeah. our computers and stuff. Like, we have stuff everywhere. We have so many electronics in here. The other thing is we can see Jeff Rust. Yeah, that's great. There's, a, I mean, it's a big old piece of glass between us, but yeah. we can see his smiling face. Yeah. Isn't it great? <laughs> um, uh, anyways. <laughs> I What I'm really just happy for is we're the first ones. We, we are. are. And uh, this is going to be uh, an in-your-face to uh, Dirt and Sprague. Yes. An in-your-face to Isaac and Sue. Yes. Uh, we're number one. Suck it. You know, listen, man. I, mean, I just had to get that one out of no, the way. No. Um, the, we, we get to be the first. You know what it is? They built the studio for us. Yeah, everybody remembers their first time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's right now. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We got there first. We planted the flag. Hey, do we sound better, though? Uh, that's, a, that's a question on yeah, the no. Fantex on 503-250-1080. Because also, I'm out of COVID jail. You I are. actually get to be here hey. today. Yeah, we were actually... That's the other thing. Look at that. <laughs> Dusty's in the same room with me. What's really interesting is Dusty's in the same room with me, and I can't reach out and touch him. Yeah. Yeah. There, we... Okay, there's, uh, like, there's a whole ten feet of separation between us. Like this, this table is like Knights of the Round Table. I'm gonna take you uh, behind the curtain and uh, to 1080 the OnlyFans for a little behind the scenes action here. Danny and I often would touch feet uncomfortably during the show because we had a small desk in between each other. Literally seven times a show, it, one of us would step on each other's feet yeah. because we. Number one, I am a constant fidgeter of feet because of my yeah. hips. No, you're a man spreader. I, I remember you know. man spreading was oh, a thing on yeah. subways that yes. used to be a, a big complaint. Yep. Is that stopped yet? But there, man, you were a big you're a big man spreader. I a hundred percent am because quite literally, but because of my hips, like I ha- I can't put my knees together. Mm. Like that is a painful thing for me to do. So I spread out and I move the old feet, and then within su- doing so, I step on your feet. 18 times a day. Yep. And so that was uh, a lot of footsies were being played. Yes. Um, So that's over. That's why I went to the Crocs, so that I could slowly (laughs) slide my foot out and maybe catch a little feel. So disgusting. (laughs) So disgusting. I don't feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Well, uh, it is... Oh, that was abrupt. Welcome back. (laughs) Yeah, that certainly was. Bam! (laughs) That was the end of the track. Welcome back, Cotter. Great show. Mm. Oh, 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 Mr. Carter, Mr. Carter, Warshak. John Travolta's in it. Yeah, Vinny Barbarino. In it. You've never seen Welcome Back, Cotter, huh? Nope. 
Wow. Yeah. Uh, John not, not too many things that I Barberino. haven't seen, but that's one of them. Yeah, Nick at Night, man. Mm-hmm. Nick at Night. It, it showed me an entirely new world. I watched Taxi, I Love Lucy, and Welcome Back, Cotter. And I feel like that. That set me ahead of the curve in a lot of ways. The Honeymooners mm. I never got into. I'd change the channel on the Honeymooners. Interesting. Never got into the Honeymooners. But they were on Nick at Night, yeah, too, yeah. when I was growing up. But Taxi, I loved. Mm-hmm. Danny DeVito yes. uh, in that one. And, uh, oh, my goodness. Andy, uh, Andy, what's this? Uh, come on. Man on the Moon. Oh, uh, Andy Kaufman. Andy uh, Kaufman. Yeah. Yep. Um, loved Taxi. And I loved I Love Lucy. I don't know why. See, that's when I, my mom loaded it, my dad and I, every time it came on, it was just like, oh, It's not God, good, huh? I can't get into this. So yeah. My earliest favorites, probably like Mork and Mindy. Oh, no Mork way. and Mindy yeah. was a great one, too. Uh, Bosom Buddies. <laughs> Bosom Buddies. That was only like two seasons, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, was a short it? one, right? Well, hey, it, does it, it, gold comes in many different sizes. Yeah. Well, Tom Hanks got too big. <laughs> Tom Hanks got too big. Well, Peter Scolari. Tom Hanks got too big. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Well, we're in the new studio. We are going to give our first guest in the new studio world today. We will have Angie Machado on the line, beaverblitz.com. Do the phones work? We have tested the phones, and they worked before. (laughs) They worked before. (laughs) They worked when Uh, we tried it. Promising. I know Jeff Rust. That was not the voice of confident Jeff no. Rust. They did work. We were in here. With McGinley was in here. We we checked out the phones, and yes, it it yes, All it right. should work. All right. Well, if you're waiting, we got on the air right at noon, so that was a good. That's a, that's a good good maiden voyage for the uh, new studios. Well, the true maiden voyage was my uh, 10 a.m. update. And which how about we, that? We we didn't have it. There was a certain button that needed to be pressed that was not. Would it be on? Uh, <laughs> be, it'd be the one where it turns your microphone off. Essentially, sort of like that, but not quite. But yeah, so we went through about sixty-seven percent of my update with no with no mic. Oh, you um, sex panthered that bad boy. Yeah, <laughs> sixty sixty percent of the time it worked every time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Um, well, if you're looking for the first, or I guess it would be the second crash and burn, it would be at twelve thirty. Is that opportunity for that to happen? Whee! So we'll have Angie Machado on. The beef's got a big one coming up, and uh, it's tomorrow. They don't play Saturday. They got a Friday night game up in Seattle. We will talk with Angie at twelve thirty to preview ducks or the uh, beefs and dogs um, in Seattle, where it it gonna rain. It's going to rain a lot more here than it is up there. River, right? Yeah, atmospheric river down here for sure, but it's supposed to rain a lot up there oh. as well. You know how much rain we're supposed to get tomorrow? How much? Two inches of rain. Okay, we don't in never, the valley. We don't ever get that on yeah, the that coast. Happen here on the coast, Ooh. four to eight inches. Jesus, Ooh. that's gonna that's landslides. <laughs> that's 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 not good. That is insanity. Think about it. Like I, I think it's what one to one to three inches. I think in the valley. And then uh, four to eight inches on on the coast and in the coastal range is what is the graphic that I saw. That is unrelenting rain. The more insane thing, have you day. seen what's coming next week? I, I hope it's not another oh, two the, to three inches of rain. The possibility of the white stuff and not yeah. the white stuff we were talking about on the air the other day. Yeah, not, a, not the Colombian Bam Bam. Oh, not Goran Gragic. Yeah, no. no. This is the, the, we're looking at temperatures in the 30s and 20s next week. 
Like, we went from summer to holy hell, it's winter. Yeah, in like, what, like three weeks? That. <laughs> that is insane. The, the fall transition did not happen. It was quick. <laughs> Yes. I hate being cold, guys. <laughs> Listen, again, <laughs> I'm just gonna, again, between just the two, cold. between the two, too hot or too ho- cold, give me too cold no. every single freaking time. Opposites. Oh, God. No, opposites. Have you ever so. been in true heat? Like, yes. 120 degrees for an extended period? Yes. You I can have. only get so naked. Yeah. You can only yeah. get so naked. You know what you can do? Go inside. <laughs> there's there's times when you can't get away from it. But there's times when you can't get away from being cold. I hate being cold. You can bundle. I hate being Layer. cold. Now I'm with Danny yeah. here too. I'd rather it's it's you it's, guys easier, more, it's easier to bundle up and get warm than it this is. This is a this is a conversation between well insulated men and not well insulated <laughs> men. That's a valid point. All right. Yeah. You right guys are on the nose. You guys are well insulated, very furry human beings. <laughs> Me, I'm not, guys. I'm not. Just a are naked you, mole rat. Are you? Are you? Are you looking at this mustache I got going on here? All right. Uh, yeah. It's I, not. It, it's not good. My my daughter said, "Wow, Dad, I'm I'm amazed you grew that in one day." I said, "Sweetheart, this has been a week," and she goes, "Not as impressive." <laughs> I got sh- I got mustache shamed by an eight year old. All right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can't grow. I have I have not a lot of hair except for on the top of my head. And I don't have. I, I'm very skinny. I like. I like being warm. They warm me up. Well, the, not being cold. There's a difference between warm and disgustingly hot, though. No, that, that exists. I'd rather be disgustingly hot. Oh, God. Yep. Gross. I love saunas. I oh. love saunas. Yeah, but you can get out of that. Yeah, I know. That's why you would always be around air conditioning. <laughs> All right. Uh, outside of Angie Machado today, uh, we have a, a ton that we need to get to in the world of sports. Kyrie Irving spoke, and that's a thing. Uh, tough night for the haters last night. <laughs> mm. After a record-breaking night uh, in Game 3 of the World Series, another record set in Game 4 of the World Series. Uh, so we've got uh, some World Series talk. And how about Philadelphia and Houston being the epicenter of the sports world? Because tonight you have Game 5 of the World Series, and then Thursday Night Football is Eggles versus Texans. Which is just fantastic. Like everybody thought it would be. Uh-huh. 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 I got a question about that. Mm. I, nobody cares about this game. No. We all in agreement? I think Philadelphia fans don't even care about do, this game. Do you care about this game? Not one. No. Jeff Rust over there, do you care about this game? Uh, not yet, because I just realized I have not done my picks yet. So we'll see if I wind up caring about this game. <laughs> hey. All right, there we go. We will have our picks today at two o'clock as well. Um, and then we got to talk a little Blazers too. Blazers had a big one last night. Uh, not they didn't win. They didn't win. But stuff happened. There were there were things that happened. And also James Harden got hurt. Yes, we're getting we an surprised by on that? that. Well, as as bad as it is, yes, because of where it is. It's not the hamstring. Yeah, no, but James Harden's always hurt. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's like breaking, that's my thing. He's breaking down. James Harden's always hurt. Yeah, so not surprised by that. There you go. There's one bullet the Nets dodged. <laughs> yeah, that's the one they want to dodge. <laughs> they would. You know what they would? You know what the Nets would gladly do right now for an injured James Harden? They would take James Harden in a heartbeat right now and just say, and "Give it, yes, we'll take all of it. <laughs> we'll take everything that goes with James, Fat James Harden not wanting to be here and then getting skinny once he leaves. Like we'll take it all. It, it, it wasn't that bad. We had it all wrong. 
<laughs> All right. 503-250-1080. That is a fan text line. We're just underway from the brand new studios, which sounds fantastic. Uh, thank you to our fantastic engineers for getting this place up and rolling. Uh, where we got to start, it feels like there's magic back in that building. Danny and Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Portland Trailblazers fall last night uh, to the Memphis Grizzlies, 111 to 106. And. You know, the outcome, it is what it is. No Damian Lillard, uh, kind of expect that. Desmond Bain did end up playing for Memphis, which wasn't good. And outside of a win or a loss in that, there's something that when I was watching that game and it's been kind of building, Moda Center feels like it's back. Like, it feels like the atmosphere at Moda Center, like there is an excitement for this team and there's an excitement from the fan base pulling for the style of play that Chauncey Billups has his guys playing with. Yeah, no, there's definitely something to that, for sure. There's Coming into that game last night, the style of play is kind of motivating the fan base. Yeah. Last year, they get down 17. And I'm talking like before the injuries, before all the trades, before yeah. everything. Those first like four weeks of the season. They would have rolled over and they would have been dead. Well, because they could never get stops. The big thing about erasing a deficit is getting a few stops. <laughs> that was the thing is that even last night, even though the Grizzlies get 111, the, the Blazers got stops, but they just got sloppy and gave yeah. second opportunities and turnovers. Just the Grizzlies, the, the Blazers would work and get two, three stops in a row, like good stops, and then they would just give it all away with a couple turnovers and yeah. one bad defensive possession. But they didn't. They didn't let go of the rope, mm-hmm. and that is. If I'm if I have built anything up through seven games about this Blazers team, is that they haven't let go of the rope in any single game, and that's that's hard to do. It through through a season, it is hard to do. Even in the Miami game when they waved the white flag, they didn't yeah. let go of the rope. They were still competing. They were still, but they knew it was like ah, 
it's it, this is cooked. It's it's okay. We can let this one go. But to the the fans part of this, Moda is feeding on these runs. The the Anthony Simons absolute masterclass quarters. Yep. The Damian Lillard barrages, Yusuf Nurkic dunking, the transition opportunities, the in the night, the extra effort plays when guys are hitting the floor over yep. and over and over. There's a hungriness, there's a nastiness and I mean, Shaden Sharp's dunk uh, dunks against the Rockets. I mean, I haven't heard that place that loud probably since Dame's game winner against OKC. Shoot, last night after uh, Keon Johnson, which was great to see him knock down a couple big threes, mm-hmm. mattered, mattered. But when they came back down and there was going to be the third one in a row, you could feel like when he shot the ball, the place went quiet. Oh, the roar that and was, was going like, to blow off. And the roof was just about mm-hmm. to explode. Now it didn't drop, yeah. but... There's always been this thing about Portland that opposing teams, like when when the Blazers were on that uh, run of consecutive playoff berths, what was mm-hmm. it, 21 in a row, was it? Yeah, um, the, the Drexler Yeah, era. all the way yeah. through the, the 2004 yep. <laughs> Jailblazer kind of mm-hmm. threw the brakes on that. The opposing teams would always say it's a smart fan base. Like they they know they know when to get on an opponent. They know when their team mm-hmm. – and that's like what you're talking about, like – Port Rip City's always kind of had that they will erupt on the little things. It's not just a big three or a mm-hmm. big dunk, which you'll get that in any city yep. because that's an exciting play. But they'll let you know when they feel like it it, it was a, a big defensive stop yep. or a guy's diving for a ball to save a ball. It kind of has that fervor. And that, that's been lost for a while with Portland. In the playoffs, it always happens. Yep. Obviously, everything's amplified and intensified. But... I was watching a regular season game in early November last night. And you've been pulled in. And I was sitting there going, the the crowd is in it. Mm-hmm. And that is different than what we've seen in years past, even when this team has had expectations heading into a season. What's weird is because the, the expectations were, were downplayed this season. And, right, <laughs> and, and rightfully so. But even then, the, you could feel it in that game last night. Because that game last night against Memphis, I mean, it was, it was grind city. Mm. It was... I mean, it was nasty. I was talking to uh, uh, Lamar Hurd at halftime, and I was like, how is it down on the floor? I'm like, how nasty is it? He goes, it's nasty. It's physical. It's grab, pull, yank. I mean, it's 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 uglied up down there. I was like, okay. Because sometimes, you know, when you're up high in, in the media section, you can't yeah. see the little stuff. And Lamar, Kevin, they got, you know, primo seats. And I go, is this something they can kind of get through? He's like, well, we'll see. We'll see what kind of comes out of this. But you could feel that in the crowd. Yeah, like they were they were sitting on pins and needles waiting for it, and they just couldn't get over the hump. They couldn't get over the hump. They couldn't get over the hump over and over and over and over. Every time they get a stop, they come back down, and then yeah. it would just you could like you could feel the anxiety in the crowd, and then they go down seventeen, and you're like, well, I mean, I think I said something on Twitter like, well, the, the, there was two two threes from Bain and then assist for another three. Yeah, pushed it to sixteen. <laughs> He's so good. God, he was so good in the fourth quarter, man. So stinking good. <sighs> Uh, I want a Desmond Bain. He's he's one of my favorite young guys in the league. But we even having a guy like Brandon Clark come off the bench too. Like uh, Memphis is built. They're a, so good. Such a they're good roster. Such a good team. When they get Jaron Jackson Jr. back, man, they they are legit conference finals candidate. Yeah. They're a fun team. Uh, but they get down seventeen, and I'm like, well, that's probably going to be all she wrote. It's okay. There's eight. I think there's eight minutes left. I'm like. 17, like, you can cover that up, but the likelihood, you know, you're talking about winning probabilities and stuff like that, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to be yeah. there. It's okay. But they didn't let go of the rope. And then all of a sudden, boom, Simon's three. Boom, Simon three. 
uh, Simon's three. Boom. Anthony Simon's drive. He goes off for 14 in the quarter. I think he ended up with three or four assists in the quarter. Setting guys up. Guys are knocking down shots. Jeremy Grant stops getting called for travels. He got called by f- four of them last night. That was a, the clunky Super part of that weird. game. I think there were seven total travel calls. And I only had, you know, I had one foot in and one foot out on the on the Blazer game because mm. the Astros were now hitting the Phillies, uh-huh. if you've heard of that, yeah. in the World Series. Uh-huh. Um, second time that's happened ever. Uh, first time since 1956, in case anybody's wondering. Why don't you do it with one pitcher, coward? Um Oh, because you, it's just getting the job done. Oh, okay. That's what it's all about. Um, but when I, I had one one foot in, one foot out, but it seemed like it, it was one of those things where you know every time you look over at the TV, like every time you look over at the second screen, there was a travel call on both teams. Though no, that's what I mean. It, it was ridiculous. They were so. so <laughs> I am not blaming the officials last night, but they had a bad night. It was like, bad. It, it was. It and was. That very, happens, it, man. It, it does. Like like players, refs have bad nights, and they were disjointed, dysfunctional. They had. Let me put it this way: Dylan Brooks did not get called for a foul in the game until 28 seconds remained in the first half. He seems like a Dylan player Brooks, that should never have that. He happen should to him. never leave the first half without two fouls. <laughs> never. Well, at that time he hooked. Uh, what was it? Eubanks' arm too, and then Eubanks got teed up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look, there is. There is something to being a, a like when you're the big clumsy white center. Like mm. you're gonna get the call for a foul more often than not. I mean, it was pretty egregious, though. <laughs> it, was. It, it, it was. It was again. I am not of all the things that went wrong last night for the Blazers. I thought the refs were just bad across the board. Look, yeah, and that didn't affect that that affected Memphis just as it yes. did Portland. The fact of the matter is that there's a player named Damian Lamont Ollie Lillard Senior who I think makes a big difference. And in, in this is where. You have that optimism about this team as they start climbing. It's early November. We're still learning a lot about what they will be, and there's other teams that are figuring it out across the NBA, like the Warriors and the Clippers, who are still sub-500, and they will figure it out, and they will go on their run. But the fact of the matter is that this, and that's where everything kind of comes back to level. Utah is not going to be playing at, at the clip that they are right now either. But as you look at what this team has that they didn't have from a year ago, mm-hmm. that grit, that fight, that nasty, Listen, man, and these new parts are coming together faster than we thought. You get any game under two minutes in a five-point game, it's anybody's game. Yep. That, that's how the For all of the stuff that happens before that, if you're within five with two minutes to go, it's a coin toss. Get it to ten at four-minute mark, and you get it to five at the yep. two-minute mark. And then that, that's literally how the NBA works. Yep. As long as you're within those earshots... You can be there because, again, margin of victory in the NBA every single night is five or less. That's how this works. <laughs> All right. Well, the Blazers lost. Uh, they're they're still okay, folks. Five and two, getting ready to go out on a six-game and nine-day road trip. And it starts Friday in Phoenix. Yep, with a back-to-back. So uh, That's going to be a tough one, Bob. Just so we know, uh, Damian Lillard will not go game one, it, possibly game two. But I, I would still lean towards probably Miami before he's back. All right. Uh, tease for later. When do we have to start worrying about Damian Lillard? Mm-hmm. Um, coming up next, so let's talk about the Beavs. They hit the road as well. Um, they're not heading on a six-game road trip. They only got one, and it's tomorrow up in Seattle. Beavs, Huskies. Let's talk to Angie Machado from BeaverBlitz.com. She joins us next. First is Rust with SportsCenter. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. All right, stop, collaborate, and listen. 
Joining us now is the owner of BeaverBlitz.com and uh, one of the best to cover the Oregon State Beavers. And we got Vanilla Ice just for her. Angie Machado joining us now. How you doing, Angie? That was so good. We had to get the uh, Ice Ice Baby for you. Um, I saw that uh, you tweeted out a picture of your Powerball ticket. Are you the person that won a million dollars in Portland? Because I heard that a ticket was a winning ticket was sold in Portland. No, I did not. So okay. um, I'm still doing my day job. <laughs> so no, I did not. There's no big, you know, like NIL, Oregon State NIL formed and Angie Machado has dropped off the planet. Nope. But I did get a Powerball, so that is crazy because I I never like get any of it. So I just got, went ahead and reinvested my Powerball there, and because you know you never know tonight is it tonight tomorrow Saturday I don't even know in the drawing I don't play I think I think it's Saturday yeah the next one's Saturday, Saturday. Okay. it's Friday or Saturday okay. well we got bigger things so, to worry about there, between now yeah. and then and that's Oregon State heading up uh, to Seattle Beeves gonna be playing Washington now. Uh, I don't know about you, but I, I saw all the rain that we're going to get down here. They're supposed to get a bunch of rain up in, in in Seattle as well. Not quite as bad as down here. But in this matchup, you can't be much happier if you're a B fan or if you're Jonathan Smith than the as, uh, prospects of playing this pass-happy offense uh, in your ability to run the ball um, as the Beavs have really come into their own with their ground game. Yeah, I, I, I love the matchup from the start regardless, just because Oregon State secondary is so strong. So I think that matchup between Penix and the and the Huskies passing attack and Oregon State secondary was, was big, but I think the weather is going to be a big difference. I, I I don't think they're supposed to get quite as much as, as we are here in the in the Portland area, but um, I think that rain, that wind, I mean, if you've been up to Husky Stadium in November, you know how cold and wet and rainy mm-hmm. it can be. So um, I, I do like that matchup. If Oregon State is able to control the ground game, um, I think that gives Oregon State an, an advantage. Angie, speaking of controlling the ground game, have the Beavers decided on a running back that they're going to give like 15, 16, 18 carries a game to? Has has, has that been the guy? Are they, are they going to go with Fenwick? Are they going to go with Martinez? Is Jam Griffin going to be the guy? Because there's, they, they appear to be leaning one way, but every game it seems to be, well, maybe we can go with the other guy. Like it, It's... It, They've got guys that can go with workhorses, but will they make a decision and decide on one? Yeah, I, I think it's pretty much uh, Damian Martinez now. I think he's yeah. earned that spot. I do think we see some Jam Griffin, um, and I think we see Damian or uh, Deshaun Fenwick kind of as that third third option. But uh, Damian Martinez is the guy, and I and I really think it goes back to if you if you really listen to Coach Smith back after that Utah loss, um, you know he he really was vocal about just the play calling and it was on kind of some somewhat on the coaches. He wanted to reevaluate kind of what they were doing. And um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's going to be Martinez is going to be getting the start. And uh, like I said, I think you see some jam Griffin in there, but Martinez has shown what he can do. And a few games later than I thought, I thought game three, he'd be the guy, but uh, halfway through the season, he's the guy. You know, and that's an interesting thing though, is that you kind of, everybody saw this coming when he was one of those guys that he popped early. You could see that, he had that it factor. Whatever it is that coaches look for, mm-hmm. you could tell that Davey Martinez has it. 
What does it say about this coaching staff, though, that they found another one of those guys, the diamond in the rough that you know is able to fit so seamlessly into this system so well? You said after three games you thought halfway through a season for a true freshman isn't too bad either, though, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, it goes right back to um, just the culture that Smith has brought. It, it goes back to the coaching staff being together as long as they have. Um, they all they, they look for – for certain qualities in, in players. And um, we, I just got done taping our, our podcast, and we had Kim Grinnells on from dogman.com, and he was talking about Chris Peterson and kind of how he the, – the whole package of recruiting and, mm-hmm. and identifying, and that's really kind of Jonathan Smith's MO as well. It's, it's not just go out – you know, I, I think Kim said something about – Peterson said he had to like a guy not just on Saturdays. He had to like him the other six days of the week too. And, um, and that's something, you know, Oregon State, it's character. It's, it's looking for guys that fit the mold, the workhorse. Um, but they have. They've, you know, they've gone out and found some good guys. I, I, uh, Velling, Jack Velling out of Seattle, the, the true freshman tight end, is really stepping up. Um, but these are guys that had other offers coming in late, and they stuck with their commitment to Oregon State, and, and then they reap the rewards then by early playing time. Angie, I don't want to look too far ahead, but the idea of the Oregon State Beavers – if they win this game, they have what could potentially be a truly special season mm-hmm. on their hands. What does a win here really mean for the Beavs and what Jonathan Smith has built and is continuing to build going forward? Yeah, I, I have this game. I mean, this is, like you said, this this game right here feels to me a, a very big crossroads, mm-hmm. um, actually for both Oregon and, and Washington, Oregon State and Washington, in that you know both teams are sitting at 6-2, and two, very evenly matched statistically, but it feels like, the winner is going to maybe move into that echelon of like right underneath the, the Oregon, USC, Utah, UCLA, mm-hmm. like right there, like in the com- competition, whereas the loser is going to go down in the also ran category. So um, it, it's a huge game and it's a huge point. I, you know, I, I actually said, I believe it's in my, in my staff pick that'll come out tomorrow, but I said that this actually feels like it might be the biggest game in Jonathan Smith's career at Oregon state as a coach um, because it does, uh, you know, Oregon state in this rebuild they've done all the things that we've talked about that has to happen over time. You know, they, they came in, you know, didn't win any games and then they, or they win like the FCS game and then they go in and they start playing closer at home and then they start winning at home. And then they start this year, we're seeing them win close games on the road and, um, you know, come from behind and and make wins that, that Fresno state and Stanford game come to mind. And um, the next step now is, is to win against a really good opponent and yeah, I mean, you look at the schedule. Oregon State has, if they can pull off a win and be seven and two after Washington, they have Cal at home, go on the road to ASU. It's setting up for a potential nine and two team facing Oregon. That's awesome. Huge, huge momentum. You know, in this game though, it's going to come down to not just uh, controlling the line of scrimmage on the offensive side of the ball, but you can't state enough how well Trent Bray has done with this defense and turning it around. And the secondary is going to be tested. Rajon Wright, the doctor, Jaden Grant, Kitana Ladapo, uh, Ryan Cooper, Alex Austin. These guys are going to be tested. This is a pass-happy and really effective Washington offense. Where does it come down for you to uh, this secondary and what they need to do to tighten things up and control UW? Yeah, I mean, but they have. I mean, every single guy you just mentioned all have interceptions this year. It's not just one <laughs> guy. It's not just like Rajon is the guy. So, I mean, this is a – I say this is the best secondary in the conference. And yeah. I know there will be some that disagree, some. But um, I, I do think Oregon State has to be in the conversation um, because they do. 
you you throw to if you if you avoid Rajon's side, then you're thrown to Alex Dawson's side, who just had a pick six last weekend. Or you have Katon, you have you know if you go over the middle, you have Katon and you have Jaden. So um, it's a it's a very veteran group. I I mean, gosh, but Jaden's been there like 57 years, I think. But um, (laughs) it's it's actually seven. It's only seven. But, um, you know, this is a group that they believe in themselves. They believe in the scheme. And like you said, Trent Bray, I mean, seriously, a year Mm -hmm. ago, this defense was one of the worst statistically in the country. I think they were like, what, 117 when he came in, when Trent took over. Um, I think they're 46th right now. You know, in a year, in, in with what, the same basic guys. What, what do they? What do they attribute that to? I mean, is is Trent Bray? Because I, I heard him like right when he first came in. His big thing was we want to simplify things for these guys. Is it as easy as simplifying it to the point where you let the athletes that you have on the roster make plays? Yeah, it, it is somewhat, but they also have been playing very sound, um, and they believe in the scheme. So if you look at linebacker play, has improved, um, but Trent also is very aggressive. I mean, they don't. Oregon State's deficiency would probably be, you know, the, the defensive line, and it has been the deficiency for years. But where they're getting it, you know, they're getting some traction in that people don't know which who's blitzing or who's coming mm-hmm. in a in a pass rush. You, you could have an outside linebacker. You could have um, Jaden Jaden Grant. You could have Katana Ladapo. Guys coming from everywhere. So it's very complex in that regard for offenses to read who's coming from which direction. But um, you know, Trent lets him play. He says if if it if you make it a little simpler. It, you stick to your assignments and you can play fast, and that's that's what we're seeing this year from the Bees. What do we think of the quarterback position uh, right now? I mean, it, it this is so this is so tough. Uh, it, it is it is really tough because uh, you've seen the the growth from Ben, but where are we at at quarterback with health of you know the other two outside of, of Ben Goldbrinson? Yeah, so Chance only was cleared to you know to participate again, so he's been limited in practice. It is going to be Ben as we expected this week. You know, if I had one complaint about Oregon State, it's the quarterback play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that is probably their biggest weakness, which it surprises me. And that is maybe my my biggest you know take with Coach Smith and Coach Lindgren. You know, you have Brian Lindgren, one of the brightest offensive, younger offensive coordinator minds out there. Jonathan Smith is a former quarterback, is known as an offensive guy, and the struggle they've had to attract top-level quarterbacks is, is really surprised me, I guess, in the in the five years now that Jonathan's been, you know, coaching this team. So that's it's an interesting one. I, I know they have a top prospect committed. So um, you know, if Aiden Childs ends up in Corvallis, which we're expecting, he, he's got some things to him. I, I like what I see from his his game, but um, I like Ben. I think Ben feels more comfortable in the system. Uh, you know, Carter Baines and I just had a discussion about, you know, he, he's still calling Ben new. And I said, well, this is going to be a fourth start. I mean, at some level, he's not new anymore. You know, he's he's taken live bullets against Utah and some, you know, some decent defenses. So it's it's go time for him. And, and then the question remains, though, okay, so let's say Ben wins this game or, you know, plays a, a tight game up in Seattle and then Chance is ready to go. Did you see enough from Chance, you know, Coach Lindgren will say he doesn't want a guy to lose a starting spot because of injury. But what I saw from Chance Nolan before the injury was, you know, six interceptions in five quarters. Yeah. Is he going to do enough to, to win that spot back? Or does Ben give you the better shot to win? It's going to be an interesting dynamic. And, 
it's it's never easy. I I and you know I have two sons and one did play some football and I said you're never going to be a quarterback because that <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> that is so true. And have we heard, have we heard just kind of with Tristan and and he's just still listed at the depth chart as the or in there and he was so special before that that leg injury. But is it just a the other guys have just outplayed him since then? Yeah, I, I think with Tristan, and I, I can't speak exactly, you know, to anything except that, you know, he is the backup um, mm-hmm. right now. But um, I, I just, what I've seen, what I saw in fall camp with him at practice, it just looks like there's maybe some residual tightness in the hamstring, um, maybe just not the the uh, mobility that he once had or the speed. So, like I said, I don't know um, exactly where he's at health-wise, but um, he is not um, in the coach's eyes at the same level that chance and, and Ben are what a bummer well we're looking forward to tomorrow Thanks. tomorrow night up in Seattle you got I mean it doesn't get much bigger than Oregon State and no. UW for what's on the line in both these programs the Beavs in the top 25 of the college football playoff ranking they're in the AP top 25 and now can make a statement on national television Angie thank you so much for the time we really appreciate it thank you guys Mm-hmm. There she is, Angie Machado from BeaverBlitz.com. This is a huge game, man. There's it, no no way around it. Listen, man, I, I'm still pretty confident in my, my preseason pick of them winning eight games because yeah. they've got Cal and Arizona State yep. after this game. But if they win this game and they go into Oregon 9-2 and two, where literally anything can happen, <laughs> this is this is a stupidly special season for the Beavs. That's right. All right, 503-250-1080. That is the fan text on uh stay in the pac 12 for a segment one pac 12 coach said something that i just can't wrap my head around quite yet danny dusty on the fan danny and dusty on the odyssey app and 1080 the fan Special thanks to Angie Machado from uh, BeaverBlitz.com, part of the 24-7 sports family. Interesting quote coming out of uh, USC. Your USC Trojans there, Danny Morang. Literally brushing the sandwich crumbs off my USC hoodie. (laughs) Today, Lincoln Riley, head coach of USC, said that he, he said he doesn't feel it is important to have a special teams coordinator on staff hmm. because of the restrictions that uh, and limitations that there are to staff size in the NCAA. I, I should make it known, USC, no special teams coordinator, though they do have an inside and outside receivers coach Jeez. and an inside and outside linebackers coach. Jeez. And also USC special teams kind of suck. Uh, yes, they would uh, rank in the bottom half of the Power Five in Jeez. special teams efficiency, according to footballoutsiders.com. As somebody that hasn't missed a minute of them playing, I will say it's worse than the bottom half. And, and this is, like, this is, it's a weird hill to die on to think of, like, you don't have a special teams coordinator. Super weird. Because of limitations on your staff. Uh, for instance, what what the team like what Oregon has, Joe Lorig is the special teams coordinator for the mm-hmm. University of Oregon. He is also the nickels coach, so he it takes nickel corners, you know, specialized position. Hey, I'm going to take those guys, and I, he double dips in that. But his job is to be the special teams coordinator. Now, nickel coverage has 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 not been great for for Oregon this year, but I, I digress. digress. <laughs> 
the 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 thing about what Lincoln Riley is saying is that special teams don't factor in as much as having an inside receivers and an outside receivers. Oh, and oh, by the way, a tight ends coach. Yeah, that's a really funny thing. A tight ends coach, which is his offense number one doesn't utilize tight ends. Number two, USC hasn't had a tight end that they've gotten the ball to in like I don't know, twenty years. <laughs> I'm being dead serious. Like they, it doesn't matter who the coach has been. You would think that like that would be a school, a pro style offense that it's, has had NFL quarterbacks for literal decades. Well, they Matt don't. Castle use, was drafted as a tight end. I mean, <laughs> I mean, quite literally, like they don't use their tight ends, and yet they have a tight ends coach. Like I don't know, maybe the tight ends coach could maybe be a special teams coach. Yeah, but in that, that is the thing that with what Lincoln Riley is saying is that if you don't have somebody dedicated solely to special teams, ally special teams coordinator. What you are then doing is you're stretching your other position coaches thin because they all have then at that point you're assigning a special teams to a particular coach on your staff to coach and then you're stretching them thin and taking the focus off of something else because say I don't know you know somebody's got to be in charge of kickoff and kickoff return they have to go through these things and so you're stretching your other staff members more thin by not having one guy do that job. that That's the thing that I don't understand about I, what, what Lincoln Riley's I, saying. I don't understand it because you're, you're talking about there's three phases of football. There's offense, there's defense, and there's special teams. The fact that we're micromanaging so many things on the offensive and defensive side and disregarding an entire phase of football that is clearly evident in how it is playing out yeah. for USC, the likelihood of them getting screwed over by a dumb special teams play is significantly higher than yes you would like to think. Unless, you know, you want to see that team fail, in which case, we. Uh, but again, I sat here, when, when, when that quote came across this morning on Twitter, I looked at you and I went, why? <laughs> like, this, I have this belief that every coach in every sport, no matter how brilliant they are, they have at least one thing that they are just brain dumb about. Yeah. And this is Lincoln Riley's. This is it. This is this is the thing. I don't really believe in special teams coach. We what? Like there are literal there are teams in the NFL and in college football who are so good at special teams it wins them games regularly. Baltimore, New England, like they 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 are win games on it because of it. They, uh, they are so dedicated to it. Who's the guy that uh, for the Patriots? All, all Slayton. pro Slayton. Yeah, I mean he's been a, how many times has he been a special teams pro bowler? Like ten? Uh, yeah, I think he's over. I think it may be like eleven now it's, or it's, twelve now. Yeah. It's it's, it's <laughs> like again, or Slater, Slater, sorry. not Slater. No, no, no. Yeah. I don't know what you're going with there. Um, but th- this whole idea of like just completely disregarding it is just like it short circuits my brain. I'm like, you're this brilliant offensive line that, or brilliant offensive mind that could get yourself more possessions or better field position or pin a team back further. It allows your defense to play more aggressively and all of these things. And you're just stuffing it all into a cannon and shooting it into the sun, and I have no idea why. Well, and it was one of the things that, you know, when USC was at its greatest, that's Pete Carroll hung his hat on. He, he, they hung their hat on special teams <laughs> as, play as well. As good as that team was offensively, and it was dynamic, yeah. that was a defense and special teams built team. Yeah. Go back and look at those at those rosters. No doubt the about it. The defense is littered with all pros. I, th- yeah, I was surprised to see because of so many ways that Lincoln Riley is on the cutting edge of things with his with his approach to coaching 
that that was one where it, it just that struck me as <laughs> odd because of the importance of special teams. It's a double-edged sword where one is laser cut and the other one's blunt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what yeah. the hell is the point? So that was a surprising quote to see. I was like, wait, they don't they don't have a special teams coordinator? Progressive forward thinker, always after? pushing the edge. Like, what? Where I can yeah. gain these little again. Winning on the margins as well as winning in the in in, in between space. Yeah. Like you, you're taking advantage of all those things, and you're taking a, a literal phase of the game and going nah. Oh, very weird. Very weird. And and something to keep an eye on if a game oh, does it, come down to oh, special teams, it and it will on. at some point this year. <laughs> like it, you, I'm surprising it didn't nip them in the butt uh, when they played Oregon State in Corvallis. But when things get tighter and they're going to need it, that may be maybe that's. Maybe that's why they couldn't pull out the the close ones when he was at oh, Oklahoma. You know, like maybe, maybe that's it. I don't know. It was a weird thing to to pop up on the timeline today. 503-250-1080. That is a fan text sign. We're breaking in the new studio. We got some audio to play uh, coming up. Hopefully it doesn't sound like we're in a tube like apparently it did when we were talking with Angie on the phone. Yeah, some, li- some literal yeah. wires get crossed and we're still trying to work through the kinks. Yeah, you know, hey. This is the maiden voyage, mm-hmm. and we're just trucking right through. It's, it. There's never a straight line on the maiden voyage. Every now and then, you get uh, you, you got to make sure you don't hit the rocks. Yeah, you know what? We didn't we didn't Titanic it. Mm. You know, we we got the first little the we hit the iceberg, but you know, it's a glancing blow. It was a glancing blow. We're gonna be okay. Uh, we start off hour number two. Kyrie's back at it again. Uh, we'll let you hear his explanation for everything that's going on in his world. Uh, spoiler alert, though, uh, he did not help himself. This is Danny and Dusty on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.